At the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth aught unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Save when there be, there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for inheritance to possess it. To possess it. And I want to get this title from the verse that says, It's the Lord's release. Verse 2. The Lord's release. Lord Jesus, we thank you one more time in the tabernacle of praise house, a place where you tabernacle with us in a house of prayer. Somebody in this building needs a release from all their debts and need a touch from God. And I'm praying that you will do that this morning. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. The Bible said it's called the Lord's release. Ask the person beside you, why should you be bound? If Jesus set you free. Whom the Son set free is absolutely free indeed. We are living in two different kingdoms. This is the kingdom of this world out there. And then you got the kingdom of God. And the two kingdoms are always in conflict. They're constantly in conflict. I do sometimes counseling professionally. They pay me to do that. And there are people that go to psychologists and psychiatrists and different kind of uh, mediators and men that are supposed to be socialist skilled to help people to forget their past and move in the future because the past tend to dictate the future and people become mentally ill suicide is rampant especially this time of the year it's seasonal we know at a certain season people are going to end their lives you can almost mark it down and as we get closer to the end of time, the statistics get worse and worse. But what we have is a world where people get into a situation that they can't get out of. They're not the crab in a net. They're caught in a dragnet. And they cannot get out of it. Our society does not offer you a way out. In fact, our society will gladly put you away that you don't offend the rest of us. But they're not putting you up to help you because in our society, there's limited access to recovery of any dilemma that you might find yourself in. In the States in particular, there is the credit score dilemma that track you down. You go to shop and you found out there's a credit score against you. And then there are people who make law 
uh, they, they, they become dysfunctional and break the law. And then later on, they've changed, but they found the law didn't change about them. The criminal record haunts them. It follows them. Where labels were etched in the future, decisions that was bad in the past put us in bondage and put us in a place where our character becomes defamed, strange, and they follow us, and nobody knows the solution how to reverse the past. And so everybody's stigmatized by their past, by penalties of the past, and we are caught in a dragnet, and many people like to shake that ghost off their back. But somehow, you go to bed with the ghost. You wake up with it. And so, there is no known city of refuge where you can go and forget your past. If you slipped out morally once, it follows you for a long time. People don't remember the good you do, but the bad you do will always be remembered. I was thinking about God. It took God one day, in fact, one moment of time to create man. And it requires him seven thousand years to fix our problems. Seven thousand years for God to fix man's problem. But when he created us, it was in a moment. I think about men that build buildings. It is easier to erect a building than to restore a building. To restore a building requires a lot more skill than a master builder. It can quickly build a building. It's all laid out. But when you try to put things back and in its right place, it is very hard. Just like it's hard, amen, to fix being slave to the creditor. Bankruptcy follows you. Moral slippings, amen, follows you wherever you go. And it seems like people feel captives and become prisoners of no hope. Record that follows them down to the grave. People talk about the bad that we do. Amen. Your mark for life is a mark, amen, of fugitive. You'll always be remembered as a failure. Amen. And so people find themselves in a state of hopelessness, powerlessness, worthlessness, uselessness, helplessness, because of one mistake that we make in life. It relegates you to derelicts, skid row, left without a hope. And so that's how cursed our world is. And a lot of people, you see them downtown, walk like curses on their face, curse on their shoulder. It's the devil on their back. They can't get rid of it. And that's why in the United States of America, many guys join gangs because they can't escape their records. They might as well commit crime because they know they're going to do the time anyhow. Amen. Do it in pen or outside of pen. The word institution is a problem to a lot of people. They don't like that word because they know what institution means. And institution is not designed to let you forget the past. It's only there to condemn you. So where can we go in the world? That's the person beside you. Where can we go to find a city of refuge from the past? Where can I go? It's taking God seven thousand years to bring man to a place where he could say, well, here's the redeemed man. Here's the man that's in good condition. It doesn't exist. There aren't, you know, I, I asked the educator one time, I was 
setting up my mother college, and I called the, the uh, Institute of Learning, the, the Department of Education, and said, now explain to me accreditation. Does that guarantee me perfection? Does that guarantee me accuracy of knowledge? Can you guarantee me that this person that you accredited have all that it takes to bring me back to normality? He said, no, I can't do that. Then what's the value of an accreditation? We got physicians. In fact, there was one in Manitoba. He was the best in Harvard, and 99% of the babies he worked on died. And through the province asked him to leave. He went back to Harvard and he's teaching. We're living in a world where we got physicians of no hope. Miserable comforter. And most time the record does not amen flatter us the record that we have falling on our backside don't, don't flatter us but God what's about God but God have a system there's a guy in our church not in the local church but he was preaching an evangelist he was known in Chicago for committing a lot of crime amen and uh, he came to church and got converted he had bills he had not paid and got threatened by the creditors to pay the bills and he denied the bill but now he's saved he's got to acknowledge the bill give him a certain time frame to pay the bill and so he said I'm not working so that's your problem you owe summons for power you're going to pay it or go to court and so one day he, he prayed and said I'm going to go downtown and, and go see the city hall and tell him well I'm going to try and pay you and yes I'm going to pay they said sir we can't find your name We don't know what you're talking about. Your name is not here. We can't find the account that you you owe this money. Somewhere, God rub-a-dubbed it out. God! Can release you from your shame? God can take away that rotten past that we have. God can cure the cancer of a defamed character because of a thing called in this church service right now the Lord release you. They were ridiculing some Pentecostal folks in a scholar in a university and they were mocking this girl how she's just an oddball you don't have any boyfriend and all that stuff. And uh, they mocked her. The professor answered the question, make sure they knew that she was, and point her out and laugh at her as being brainwashed. The girl stood up and looked around. They wanted to know, what on earth is she going to say? She stood up and look, you girls, I got something that you cannot do. And you lost something you can never regain, which I have, and I'll always keep it. She says, I've got my virginity. You've lost yours, and you'll never regain it. And you'll always carry the stigma of a lost virginity. But I got something that you can't take from me. And you can never be me. I can become you, but you cannot become me. There's something about God. The release of God 
It was Jesus said, when the Son set you free. I don't mean apostle going back to. When God remits, it's totally wiped out. Peter drew his sword and swore and attempted murder. That's a criminal offense. And it belonged to the high priest servant, by the way. And everybody saw it, and he chopped the guy ear right off. It fell right off. And Jesus picked up the evidence and stuck it back on. And when they come and accuse Peter, he said, prove it. Prove it. I said, prove it. Jesus destroyed the evidence. That's what the Lord released mean. You see, people are standing in bondage and they would love to be free. But it takes the Son of God to set us free. Now, God taught Israel. Israel, I'm going to teach you a lesson here. I want to show you how good God is to man. He said, look, Israel, there's some people in, in, in the kingdom of God. They're going to make some terrible mistakes. They're going to come owned by the creditors. They're going to do these things, and they're going to be in bondage because they're mistakes. And they will not be able to rid themselves of it. But I want you to know that my kingdom is different from Egypt. That my kingdom is different from the Syrians and the Romans and the Grecians. He said, I want to tell you something here. I have an economic social system that's not found anywhere else. He said, look, every seven years, I want you to count seven years. And at the seventh year, I want you to pick up a trumpet, and I want you to blow. I want you to blow with every strength you've got, because everybody in bondage, everybody in sin, Everybody locked away, shut away, amen, and captives. He said, I want him to hear the sound of the trumpet. The only person that didn't like the sound was the taskmaster. The only person who didn't like the sound was the creditor. Come on, somebody. The only person that didn't like the sound is those who want to keep you with a stigma. But I want to tell you, my friend, every year the person of the convict, they're always hoping the day would come when they become a convert. God can turn a convict into a convert if they will listen to the sound of the trumpet. I'm trying to tell somebody, there's a God in this building that can release you from your shame and your blame and your defaming. God said, today, I want to release you. I want to set you free. I want to break the bonds. I want to break the past. I want to give you a future. I want to restore you. I want to set you up on high. I'm talking about the Lord release. Come on, brother, I'll fix this thing for me. Let's clap your hands. Come on. God said, Israel, I want to set at liberty those that are bruised. Those who are misused. Those who are confused. And those who are down and out. Let them know your defeat is not final. I want 
every Israelite know, no matter how bad things look, no matter how dark the moment, I can bring you out of your situation. I can give you a brand new life and nobody can prove that you were misused, abused, or confused because I've got a release. I want a sound for you. Somebody need to hear me. There's a God in this building that come with a pen. He wants to sign your release. What do you mean that God said, look, I'm going to give you a chance of newness. Recovery. I'm going to give you a chance to start all over. I'm going to give you a fresh start. I'm going to give you a chance of restoration. It's not degradation. It's not defamation. It's divine justification. I'm trying to tell you, it's a thick cloud. I want to blot out your past. I want to bless out your memory. I want to burn your sins. Somebody in this building, God's trying to tell you, He wants to touch your life. Go tell your enemy. Rejoice against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. It's time to get up. Dust yourself off. Start all over again. God says, Start all over again. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to renew you. I'm going to revive you. I'm going to release you from your condemnation and give you divine justification. Somebody in this building need to hear me today. God sent me with a signing authority to release you from condemnation and bring you to glorification and beautification. If any man, if any woman in Christ, you are a brand new creation. It won't take seven years to restore you. Right now, this is the acceptable time. This is the time to reach out and touch the heavenly garment. I'm telling you, my friend, the issue is over. The issue is over. After Jesus Christ, he can't tell us. I am here to set at liberty those that are bruised. You've been bruised long enough. It's time to heal you. I want to bring in this glorious liberty. Confusion is over. I'm here to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the acceptable year of the Lord is now. This is the moment. This is the place. If not me, then who? If not here, then where? If not now, then when? God is calling you to release you. Somebody said, God said, loosen him. Loosen her. Wow! Nothing is more powerful than the girl with an issue of blood. She was not supposed to be where she was. She was to be in the condemned place. But she heard that Mr. Liberty's walking by. I said, Jesus is walking by. I want to tell my friends, shake the great clothing off. Shake it off. God's forgiveness surpassed your sickness. Hallelujah. There's a sea in this building.
called a sea of forgetfulness. When God buried, my friend, you can't find our geography. God, I want to blot out the handwritings that were against you. I want to blot your past out. I want to blot your sins out. I want to purge it. Somebody need to be shouting on their feet. Forgiven. Forgiven. Accepted. Released. Bless God. I've got no shame because God brought me out into a marvelous light. I give my shame for fame. Somebody need to hear the word of the Lord. You are free. I'm free to worship Him. No more shackles. No more doubt. Ah, come on now. Come on, somebody. Is there somebody here that want to worship God? Does anybody feel liberated? You have a right to run. A right to shout. It's not my past. It's His presence that makes the difference in my life. Somebody's going to walk through that door today and say, I found a new life. I found a new life. If anybody asks me, what's the matter with me, my friend? Tell them that I'm saved. Sancti- hold on, hold on. When I was a kid, not in my teens. I want to be baptized. I just hear the word baptized. I want to be baptized. After I'd be in a hot apostolic church, well, that's what you want. Kids see kids want it too. So I said, Bishop, I want to be baptized. He said, go ask your, 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 your aunt to do it. It's okay. So he said, go call her. So she said to me, now, what does Bishop want? I lied. I don't know. That's my first sins right there. That's why I'm not repented yet. And she says, he wants to be baptized. She said, who, him? Oh, no, he's too wicked. Not him. <laughs> that was the end of my desire of being baptized. <laughs> it took me several years. <clears throat> but one day I wrote to her. Hallelujah. And then I said, too, I wrote to her. You won't believe this. Jesus came to Zacchaeus' house. Hallelujah. He came to Zacchaeus' house. Hallelujah. And instead of being wicked, now my weakness. You can't prove that Apostle Paul was a murderer. He became a missionary. God turned a murderer into a missionary. You know why? He destroyed the evidence. Hallelujah. And God gave a renewed life. He said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. He's talking from experience. He know what it is. How far we have been a street called straight. We were crooked one time. But now on a street called straight, somebody needs to rise to their feet and say, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. My sins are blotted out. I have no past. All I have in the future. God, release me from condemnation. I used to be a wretched man. Now I'm a blessed man. Liberty means freedom from your past failures. Freedom from your sin.
Freedom. <laughs> the record has been purged. Hallelujah. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from condemnation. Freedom from accusation. Freedom from penalty. Freedom from the power of sin. They brought this girl and said, Look, she was caught in adultery. I was thinking about the Bible. Oh, God said, God said, change his mind. He couldn't understand that. God changed his mind. He just stoned them. And now they said, Stone her. Like, like the brother says, said, No, I changed my mind. What? No, I'm not a stoner. Stoner! You lost it. Hey, God can change his mind. One time he said, Offer Isaac. Next time he says, Not good enough. I want my own lamb. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. He said, Now, I tell you what, guys. She has been in my presence. Hallelujah. So she don't have a past or a record. But you got one. You have no sins. Cast the first stone. Only two people were qualified to cast stones. She and him. Because he brought her sins out. And he had no sins. But the rest still had their hanging on. Some of you, some, some of you sometimes are like Pharisees and Sadducees. You are full of holes. You're not holy, holy. You're full of holes. Yes. Come on, sit about him. Hallelujah. Quick to condemn. How about quick to recommend? Jesus said, go ahead. Start if you can. The problem with her, she got caught. But they had the thought. You can't just thought. You can only judge what's caught. A bunch of 40 kids are in this church right now. A bunch of adulterers in this church. But you haven't been caught yet. And it's easier to get someone who's caught. You know, the prison houses, you know, the, 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 the big penitentiary, you know, a, a lot, lot, all prisoners, all, all thieves aren't there. Look, a few out here. The one behind bars, they got caught. But a whole bunch of us got the thought. On your taxes, you got the thought. On your tithe, you got the thought. On your wife and family, you got the thought. Come on now, cheaters. I, 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 don't mean, I don't mean chimpanzees, I mean che uh, cheaters. Real cheaters. They couldn't cast a stone. What happened to her? Did he condone her sin? No, he atoned her sin. He didn't condone her sin, he atoned it. The blood of Jesus is power to set you free. I said the blood of Jesus Christ can atone, not condone, atone. And the word was go and sin no more. It's a beautiful thing when a sinner becomes sincere. Hello. Hello. God said to proclaim newness of life. Go and sin no more. Let there be a new person walking in your shoe. A new person in your wardrobe. Now I'm giving you a message of recovery. I'm allowing you to start all over again. I'm giving you a fresh start. You're back on the start line.
Bible says seven times shall the righteous fall, but God shall pick him up. The worst thing could happen to you if you're falling is to stay down. Get up. Get up. Get up. Don't shut. Don't shut up. Praise up. Worship God. Forgive him. I've forgiven. And no longer will I do the, amen, the forbidden. What God saying here, Israel, I don't want you to get to the place where you think that because you make a mistake, it's hopeless. Hallelujah. And sometimes we've got big brothers in church. Hello. Who's not happy when a little bad boy went down the road? Couldn't wait for daddy to die and wish he was dead. So he couldn't, didn't die, so he demand what was his. All that you want is here. You don't have to leave this world for it. But haste make ways. Hello? And when he lost everything, he lost everything. Spent with riotous living, fornication, and a whole bit of it. Messed up. And the guy will stay home. But the guy will stay home and have the thought to, but didn't do the act to. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. I can see X's on many faces around here. I got special eyes. I can see them. You can't hide it. Get me. My friend, my hair will hide it. I can see it right there. That X on Oh, guilty. Guilty. D is trying right, right, right on the floor. Mm, 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 that's your name. Da, 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 that's your name. That's your. The same finger who wrote the Ten Commandments also wrote the Ten Deliberation. Well, Lord, I've been here all these years and you, got, you make no party for me. You say, you missed the point. You own the flock. You own a shoe factory. <laughs> you own all the music. The choir is yours. The band is yours. He spent everything. All he has is a lousy ring on his finger. That's all. But you own everything. Rejoice with him. Bring that one sheet back. Hallelujah. God told her, let me go and sin no more. God has a law of restitution and rest restoration. The church has got to learn that God can blot out handwritings of law that was in condemnation and give us divine justification. <coughs> justification means God show mercy the unmerited favor that you didn't earn by works. I choose to forgive. I choose to be merciful. I choose to cancel a debt and tell the creditor back off. Oh, let's worship God. Instead of the devil's stigmatization, God gave me glorification. 
want to show you guys a message in the Bible. In Leviticus 20, 23, it's very plain. Pentecost is not for righteous people. Oof. In fact, Jesus didn't come for righteous people. He ignored them. But that don't mean I have to go sin so God can pay attention to me. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. It never happened before in the Old Testament. God does not pour out his spirit on flesh. Only on prophet, priest, and king. But then God is doing a new thing. You can be in this church right now. You're an adulterer, a fornicator, a liar, a cheater. And at this altar... take him seven years or seven thousand years to deal with that issue. The blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all filthiness of the flesh. I will pour out of my spirit and then lead you to all truth. Come on somebody. I know for a fact God brought something into my life that you guys don't know anything about. It's none of your business. Don't go to the cemetery. You're going to find nothing on me. God canceled my debt. God released me from slavery to sin. I came to church. I was hooked on nicotine. What are you hooked on? You see my hook? Come on now. Hello. I discovered most recently that my God, one of my gods is, is the belly. I, I don't worship Trinity, but I worship duality, God and my belly. Don't laugh, you guys have the same problem I have. You know I know it? The bulge. You know who God slave first when he's killing us? The fat ones. You know who first died in famine? The meager ones. So come between the line there. Hello, somebody. But God forgave me. I was hooked on cigarettes trying to live for God. Can you imagine that? And I was so dumb I called the pastor and said, Pastor, I got a problem. He said, What's the problem? I said, I tried to fast today. After I finished fast, the first thing I wrote was a nicotine. And I had my nick. And I'm sick of nick. Please get me off it. Did the prayer help me? Nope. Can you believe me? I go to church and park my cigarette outside the door. But what's turned up was one of those big brothers. You know big brothers? Hello? Now I used to lie at school that my big brother would get you. That was a figment of my imagination. He never did exist. But I could escape by so saying. You don't want big brother come and fight for me, right? Hello, church. And an old hypocrite says, you're a hypocrite. No, I wasn't a hypocrite. I was struggling. I was trying to live for God without the Holy Ghost. And I couldn't do it. And I sat back there and said, this is my last time to live for God. I realized 
I'm forgiven, but my sins are not forgotten. I'm still doing the problem. I said, God, this is it. I love you, but bye. I can't live for you. Can't do it. And God said, now I'm going to give you a release. A newness of life. A recovery. Because I didn't bow the chin in my head. When God gives you a brand new life, you are like Naaman. You walked in here leper. And leave here leaping, shouting, dancing as a brand new baby. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody who has a fresh start? You know what it's all about? Then I'm talking to somebody. There's restoration in this house. Not condoning, but divine atoning. Oh, I pass to the Lord. I'm going to stop because you guys are not helping me at all. Mercy manifests itself when God put a mark on my life and said, I'm going to help him. The Lord said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you make one step, I'll make a giant step towards you. Let me tell you, the only difference between me and the backslider is they don't have a mark on their ear. You mentioned Andrew Barnett. He went to university, to engineering. All his life, grew up in school and church. I heard him preach one time. He said, "I have thought about it. On the inside, looked out, I watched it all. Don't tell me you haven't thought about it. Don't tell me on the tithe you didn't feel like putting all this offering when it should be tithe. Every man is." Tempted. But there's some people in Pentecost that say, I love my master. I love my wife. I love my children. And I'm not going to mess up and become a message for a preacher to preach about. I will stay with Almighty God. Don't tell me you were tempted. Don't tell me you were tested. Don't tell me you are struggle. But bless God, that mark on your life that said, I remember. Joseph was a reasonable man. Proud like everybody else. After that many years without knowing a woman, I think Potiphar's wife was a good offer. I said it was a good offer. That's quality offer. <laughs> of the highest quality. But he had a mark on him. So how can I do this? And sin against my God. If you have a mark of Christ on you, every time you slip up, you say, devil, ah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to offend him. And I can't afford to offend Jesus. I'm not going to go that route and upset my God. No, 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 no. I, I thought about it. Like, no. 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 He said, if that servant who can go, you know, in church church life, nobody's bound. This, this is not Isis. We well, said, once a Christian, always a Christian lies. Once a Christian, choose to be a Christian. 
I don't think you heard me. Once a Christian, choose to be a Christian. I choose to live this way. I choose to believe on Him. I choose to walk right. I choose to believe on Him. I choose not to go that route. Why? Because I found a new life. He's been good to me. When I was sick, when I was sick He healed me. Why should I go out? You know, when I go preach to Sister Neil, the only place I go, church, hotel. Church, hotel. You can hear them downstairs with a kind of, with a bar tunes. I, I don't go down there. What, what, what for? <laughs> what for? What for? He said, if that servant, church, you love Jesus, not you're forced to live for God. Every Christian has the ability right now to walk out that door. And so leave me alone, Jesus. I don't need you. I don't want you in my life. And he will respect that. But when you go like this, I say, Lord, I don't want to go out. Let's stand. I don't want to go out. If I do this, I'll lose my wife. I got a mark in my life, a mark of ownership. A mark of love. A mark of servitude. A mercy child. My sins are forgotten, remitted. I have a universal part in my life. I've now entered a recovery program. I'm liberated. I'm separated. Hallelujah. I'm not going back to the vomit that I puked out. I'm not going back to the big sky. The Lord has released me. That side of my pew, and a man of God walked down that aisle, lay his hands on me, and declare, This is your jubilee. You are free. Some of you won't even lift your hand and worship God. The devil like when you do that. Because I lift my hand, meaning I surrender all. Sister Nene, come here, please. You trust me and I trust you. Every time I think about you, I thought, what if I failed my wife? I can visualize her tears. I can visualize her broken heart, her broken spirit. What greater than her? What about Jesus? What about when you embarrassed Jesus? And all those angels saw that. And the devil, your accuser, come. The one who tempted you, set you up. He said, look God, they don't love you. They love me. They broke your commandments. They tore you up, God. And built the open shame. David upset God so much. You know, and David's prayer was wrong. He said, Lord, against thee and thee, the Lord of I said, not if you're wrong. You sin against Uriah too. Because you murdered him. You sin against Job too. You're the reason why Job is lost. Read it. You see, your sin don't stop at you. It affects those that you know. Those around you. Your circle of influence. They lose confidence. Come on, church. Come on.
I hope it never happened to me. But can you imagine? Pastor Neil just fell in gross sin. It would break your heart. Well, so would you break my heart. But how about the heart of God? How about Him? How about Him? Not about me or her or whoever. How about you breaking the heart of God? It's called a second Calvary. Would you bow your heads? If I commit those 19 works of the flesh, I will have broken the heart of Jesus. When God give you a jubilee, you should not have to come back for another jubilee. That's why God gave you 70 years to live. And 50 is the year of jubilee. That means everybody got a chance at a jubilee. And you start with seven years, Lord, release. If you're struggling right now with sin and the devil, I'm inviting you to come to a place where God said, I want to release you. I want to release you. David jumped on And God said, David, what you did was not necessary. If you wanted, I would have given to you anything you want. You didn't have to go out there and do what you did, David. I would give you anything, anything in the kingdom. Why did you embarrass me? And now the enemy's going to laugh at me, David. You embarrass me, David. You embarrass me. Everybody going to be mocking me now. Because to me, you were a worshiper. You were one of my worshipers. You were one of my disciples. You were one of those people I put my trust in. And I put you before the crowd. And I put you before the audience. And I'm asking you why not. Why did you embarrass me? Come on, beloved. There's no innocent party in this church. We're all guilty. But bless God. There's forgiveness, remission of sins. A jubilee is in this building for everybody. A release from mistakes. I can be renewed. I can be recovered. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a damaged good, but I can be recovered. I said, I was damaged. You got to handle it with care. I'm fragile right now, but come on, man. Come on. Come on. I don't want to leave you hopeless. Helpless. Don't let me get addicted to sin. Don't let me do it. I'm what about it. How much would I embarrass God in Fort McMurray if they find me in the bars, in the whole house? How will they think about it if they see me doing that to God in one day? I could destroy I reputation. Think about it. God said you're not worthless. God said you're not a, you're not a convict. You're a convert. Come on. You're not treacherous. You are a treasure. If that service out, I love my master. 
And I promise. I love my master. I'm not going out. Come on. Raise those hands. That's a good need you, God. Restore me. Restore my confidence. Restore my life. I'm not a damaged goods. Come on, say to God. All that you can 